Y'all better not come to my studio with that fake shit. Y'all better not come to my funeral with that fake shit. Y'all better off realizing there's nothing that y'all could do with me. All I ever ask is keep it eight more than 92 with me. What up, though? A bitch finally has a podcast. I mean, it took me fucking four months. Look, I'm already fucking cussing. Damn, I'm trying to get better. It took me four months to get my shit together and get a podcast going. I know everybody in the fucking world has a podcast. I get it. I get it. But my shit's going to be better because I'm eco. For those of you that don't know, for those of you that just got past some random ass SoundCloud or link or something and was like, look, listen to this crazy bitch. I'm Miko, Miko Grimes, also known as I Heart Miko on social media. Loudmouth, rude bitch that just won't shut up. Hey, hi, everybody. It's me. How you guys doing? So I'm sitting here in my dungeon, what I call my recording studio, and I wanted to talk to everybody. I felt the need to finally, you know, record again, address some of the things that are going on. I know that my audience is random as shit. Like I know all of you guys have come here for different reasons, and I wanna see if I can um, talk about the different reasons you may be here and the situations that I've been in, maybe tell a little bit about myself as well. I know a lot of you began to follow me or heard about me from my rants about my husband and the fact that he doesn't get a lot of respect in the NFL for the skills that he has, you know, I'm never going to stop talking about that. Like it's never going to stop happening, but I will probably just taper it down a bit because you know what? It's like, if you don't know by now how amazing Brent Grimes is, you're a fucking lunatic. Like something's wrong with you, especially if you cover sports. I mean, there was all this speculation and things going on before the ruptured Achilles where people just didn't think he was that great. And so when that happened, it was like, okay, now that this has happened, a major injury, no one really returns 100% from this injury. And all he was was athletic. Everything else, he didn't have anything good, you know, going for him as a corner. Just athletic is what they called him. And so he ruptured his Achilles and no one gave him a chance. The Dolphins gave him a chance. He came to my Miami, went to three Pro Bowls in a row, um, made all pro. He got down to number 39 on the top 100 list in the NFL. That was 2014. Off of a ruptured Achilles, keep in mind that the injury that everyone said was just going to kill his career, the ruptured Achilles. And he did all of this in a scheme where he played man-to-man defense 90% of the entire season for three years in a row. Three fucking years in a row. So you goddamn right I'm going to talk my shit because there's nobody in the league that's playing man-to-man. And when I say man-to-man, I'm saying if there's a number one receiver on the other team who's like the shit or, you know, somebody, Brent Grimes is going to line up against him man-to-man, like me versus you, and let's see who can fucking win for three years in a row in his 30s off of a ruptured Achilles. And you motherfuckers don't even want to talk about it. Like, that's not even a story. Like, why the fuck is that not a story? You know what I'm saying? So I feel like I'm going to make my man a story and I'm going to continue to make my man a story because you guys aren't doing your fucking job. So I know that's how a lot of you guys got here from that big mouth situation. Um, My other big mouth situation, of course, everybody knows I have a problem with the NFL. I have a problem with the way they do things. I have a problem with them not having guaranteed contracts. I have a problem with them and their first round tenders and tags. And, oh, you know, I know your contract is up, but you still got to stay here because the rules are if we can't keep you because you you balled out and you're going to be wanting a lot of money, then we can still hold you for one more year just hoping that you play bad and you just 
your your value depreciates and then we can get you bam now we know you played bad now we may have put you in a situation where you look bad now we may have subbed you out in certain situations so you don't get your stats that's bullshit to me that's just complete bullshit to me I don't like the way they do business and so every opportunity I get especially since they don't hype my man up I'm a shit on him I don't like the organization, whether my husband was, you know, the superstar of the league or not. There's just a horrible organization and everybody's like, oh, well, that organization pays your bills. You got damn right it does. But my husband actually pays my bills. So whatever the fuck he was going to do in his life, he was going to be amazing at it. And that was going to pay our bills. It just so happens that it's the NFL. I don't give a shit about the NFL at all. He plays in the NFL, not me. If I were to divorce him or he would have divorced me today, he would still get his check. Because that's what he does for a living. It's a business. It's a job. And that doesn't mean I have to like it, especially when I know it's all types of shady shit happening, like with this CTE thing. Like, why won't the NFL just admit it? Why won't they just say, yes, we know this game is dangerous and potentially life-threatening. CTE is a disease associated with this game. And although well aware of that, we still want you to play. You may experience flashes of physical violence, whooping your wife's ass, things of that nature. And we will cover all those things up for you so long as there's no video or audio of you committing these acts. So if you agree to that, you just sign on the dotted line and we own you until you're washed up and we don't want you anymore. And then we don't even help you afterwards, especially if you have any type of addictions. We're not going to get you help. What we're going to do is we're going to suspend you and fine you and take your money. And hopefully that will rattle you and shake you and make you not addicted anymore. We're not going to help you with anything. We just really need you to get out here and so we can sell these jerseys and sell these $6 hot dogs and these tickets and these seats and become billionaires off of our fans who really are the people that we're robbing the most. You should just shut up and be happy with the fact that we're giving you millions and we're taking from them. That's what the NFL is to me, period. They don't care about anybody. So why should we all be caring about them? Why? At least the NBA, like they actually do care. I I have lots of NBA friends and I know that all billion dollar industries have issues and bullshit, but it's something about the NFL like nobody likes them. None of the players really like the organization itself. Nobody. Nobody I've ever met that plays football likes the business of the NFL and likes the things that happen there. That says something. And until they fix it, I'm just keep talking shit. Why not? Why not? It's my fucking mouth. Okay, so of course, a lot of you um, got here from the elephant in the room. The big fucking elephant in the room is my rest at my husband's game in September 2015. (sighs) This is probably the biggest media attention I've ever received. And rightfully so. I mean, who wants to be arrested at their husband's game in their jersey? It's so embarrassing. It's not the person that I am. I don't know if you guys have all heard my side of the story, but I go to my husband's games um, every single game. I go home, road, preseason, international, doesn't matter. I don't miss an open practice. I'm very involved in his career and the things that are happening. And it's quite simply because that's just my job. I'm also his manager. And so I'm always there to, you know, cut through bullshit. That's not just how I live with my husband. That's how I live in real life. And there's an issue with the police department and black Americans. You know, we're being killed for nothing. 
there's a lot of cover-ups, there's a lot of bullshit going on, and I address those things on social media all the time. And I get a lot of tweets from people telling me that they're a cop and telling me, you know, threatening me things that they were going to do to me if they were to ever pull me over or see me. Oh, you're going to wish you fucking like the cops if I ever pull you over. Shit like that. You know, I don't, I didn't take any of it seriously because, you know, those are all just pussies on social media, you know, living in their mom's basement. Like, they're not real cops. They're just people saying shit. This is just how I felt about that. Until the day I got arrested because I wasn't doing anything. I wasn't in a restricted area. I didn't swing at a cop. I didn't headbutt a cop. I took a polygraph test twice, which means each time you take it three times. I passed all six times with flying colors. I did none of the things that they accused me of. All the charges were dropped, yet I'm still some type of criminal that assaulted a cop. I'm, I'm still some type of ugly person that, you know, did these horrible things that I never did. And when I was on the ground hearing a police officer tell me to shut the fuck up on social media, really just rung a bell in my fucking head. Like, you know what? They hear me. They hear a bitch. They see that I'm really going to continue to talk this shit and I, I'm still going to continue to talk about it on social media. You know, every time I see a cop doing some type of injustice, yes, I'm going to retweet it. Why not? All they do is try to highlight black crime and give it like it's some type of excuse to kill somebody. Like, so what? You're a police officer. You took an oath and you're, you're a fucked up person. And I don't like the police. Everybody's like, well, they're all, not all the same. You know what? They're not all the same. You're right. I've met a lot of amazing police officers, but you know what? I've also seen a lot of fucked up cops that turn a blind eye when they know one of their partners is doing something shady okay just because you don't commit the crime you turn your blind eye you're just as guilty in my opinion and I see a lot of those so I don't fuck with y'all you know if I don't know you personally as a cop I don't fuck with you that's just what it is I have to get to know you now if you're a police officer because there's too many shady people and I feel like that's why I was arrested I didn't do anything wrong I wasn't in a restricted area I didn't do anything and I was even told that I wasn't going to be arrested and I needed to just shut the fuck up and they were going to let me go. And my dumb ass told them that I was going to sue. And that's why they filed these stupid ass charges on me, because I wasn't able to just be quiet and be like, yes, sir. OK, yes, just let me go. No, I'm not. Fuck you. I'm not going to tell you I'm not suing. That's how I felt. You know, you guys fucked me up on the ground for no reason. So, yeah. That's why I got arrested. It was some bullshit. All the charges were dropped. I lost my fucking job because of it. And that's part of the reason I'm doing a podcast right now. You know, I got fired via text message from my boss, little pussy. Wasn't even man enough to fucking just call me at least and, and talk to me like a real man, like a person, but fired me via text. You know, shout out to my nigga Tax. I know a lot of y'all came here because you you heard of me on tax, um, tax season. He gave me an opportunity to finally tell my side of the story to the culture because you guys are the only people that I really care about. I don't care to tell my story to the rest of the world. I care to tell it to the people that fuck with me and that I fuck with, you know. And so he gave me a platform to tell my story. And he also gave me a platform to be on Loudspeaker Network. Shout out to Chris Morrow and the whole family. I appreciate you guys giving me this platform. And, you know, I just want to have fun. I hope you guys don't think that my podcast is just going to be about me exposing things like that's not really what I want to do. Like I'm going to expose some shit. I'm going to talk some shit. But I want you guys to know that I know the X's and O's of sports as well. Like I want to tell you some of the things about games that are coming on and, and matchups and, you know, people's actual talent versus in skills and tell you about when people are lying and saying, oh, this person's so dope. And this and that's bullshit half the time. It's really just about who the media is trying to hype at the time. You know, so you got to be able to filter through that bullshit. And that's why I get so much hate on social media, because I actually know what I'm talking about. And a lot of people don't like that shit. 
I want to one day go on fucking NBA on TNT one day and sit with Charles and Shaq and Kenny and Ernie. Like, that's like a goal for me. You know, a bitch got goals. Like, I was doing this shit because I really love it and I really want to do it. You know, my husband has a lot of fucking money in the bank. Let's just keep it a thousand right quick, okay? I got a lot of fucking money in the bank and what you make in radio ain't shit. It can't, it can't keep you fed. You know, I was doing that shit because of the love and the passion of it. And that's why I'm right here right now doing this because I'm really passionate about it. I love doing it. For those of you that don't know, I've been a, I've been a tomboy my entire life. I played basketball since I was 10 years old. I was a four time letterman in high school. I played basketball, volleyball, track and field and softball. I was doing a little bit of everything in high school and I went to college on a basketball and a track scholarship. I was a um, heptathlete in college and, you know, basketball was like a uh, point, point, I don't know what I was, but I didn't pass that much. I was, I was more like an Allen Iverson kind of point guard, but I was tall so I can play, you know, the one, two and the three. I can guard a four, you know, I was, I was able to do a lot of shit when I played. And after college, I ended up going overseas to play, played for six years. I played for a lot of different countries. I had a ball. I had a blast overseas, just traveling from country to country, whooping ass from city to city. At some point, I got a little homesick and I got a little sad and I really wanted to um, I wanted to come home. You know, my, my grandmother had passed away in 2004 and my mother was ill after that. And I just really wanted to just be home with my family and spend some time with them because you know you can be successful in your career and sometimes you just need family somebody to share with and so I was like you know what I'm gonna try to go home and like try to find a a real legit boyfriend or something a husband maybe maybe try to have a kid if it's possible you know because I just felt like I was already in my 30s and some of that shit might have been passed I was I was a real bitch for myself I was real like you know you waited till you were in your 30s to settle down and try to do this it might not be received well by, by the men and you might be single forever and I was cool with that I was cool with just continuing to pursue my second career of broadcasting and you know have like a nigga that I might fuck with just because we cool or whatever no, no strings attached like I was cool with that everything was going great and, and going as planned until I met my husband you know I met him through some mutual friends long story short you know they kind of linked us up and at first I was just like what is he is he black is he white is he Cuban I was like his name is Brent that's a white nigga. Brent is a white nigga. Like, I don't care where you go. If you hear Jamal, you hear black nigga. If you hear Brent, that's a white nigga. You know, so I was like asking, like, what are you? And he was like, oh, you know, a couple of things, you know, blah, blah, blah. But he's white. You know what I'm saying? Whatever. It's cool. And, you know, we linked up and he was just really looking for somebody real and somebody that was fun. He liked that I was a tomboy and, you know, that I don't wear makeup every day and I'm myself and I'm very outspoken and, and he just felt like that shit was dope. And I felt the same way and it didn't take very long. We were married and pregnant and moved in together very fast and the shit was so awesome. And here we are seven years later, still together, still in love, still very happy and still very fucking rich because that's what happens when you two dope people come together and shit just starts to flow like that. You know what I'm saying? So. That's my life. That's kind of how I got here. Kind of part of the reason that I am here. You know, I love my husband to death. I love um, really hard and I do everything really, you know, to the fullest. And I, and I hope that you guys 
enjoy my podcast. I'm going to have a lot of fun. I hope you guys enjoy it. I'm going to, you know, really need your feedback on some of the things that need to change, some of the things that you love and all that kind of stuff. I'm going to address all the trending topics on Twitter. I'm going to address some X's and O's. I'll have a segment called Girl Talk where I can, you know, address some of my friends that don't give a shit about sports. You know, they're just my friends and they love my advice and all that kind of stuff. So make sure you just listen to the entire podcast. It's a little bit of everything for a little bit of everybody. And I feel like it's a really good time. And and I'm going to have sometimes I'm going to do interviews. Um, I will have some guests on as co-hosts. I'm not really sure if I'm going to have like one definite co-host, but I will have a couple of people on and you guys can tell me your opinion. And um, and we're just going to have some fun. You know what I'm saying? Just have some fun. But anyway, I feel like I've been talking for like an hour. It's only been probably like 30 or 40 minutes. A lot is happening in sports lately and I want to discuss it all and I needed someone to come on and argue with me and um, go back and forth with me, disagree with me, sometimes agree with me and who else would I pick other than my ex-radio husband, Omar Kelly. How, why do I have to be an ex? We're, you're my ex now. We, we, still we don't working go together on, no we, more. We still working on that. I, <laughs> I didn't tell you it was okay to leave me. <laughs> For those of you that don't know, uh, Omar Kelly and I obviously did a show together on um, that station we will not mention. Go fuck yourself. And um, we did a show together, the Omar and Miko Grimes show. And um, we had a good time. We had a lot of disagreements. We had a lot of agreements. We had a fun time. We were building a pretty good following. We were. And um, just for the people that don't know who you are, I want to tell them a little bit about you. Omar has been covering the Dolphins for 10 years now? Yes, 10 years now. Seven years covering the University of Miami, three years covering Florida State, one year covering the Miami Heat. I'm old. I'm officially getting real old, Miko. Yeah, we both are. People people that I covered young are retiring from the league. (laughs) Yes, I know the feeling because I'm older than you actually, which is a little funny, but um, so you work for the Sun Sentinel, South Florida Sun Sentinel. Uh, How long have you been writing with them? Uh, since 2000. 2000? Damn. Yeah, I know. You keep making me feel older and older. Damn. Yeah, so we've both been, you, you're, you've obviously had a longer career in this than I have. I was over there playing ball and everything. But, you know, I like the fact that you've been doing this for a long time. And, and I respect your hard work and the things that you do. I don't always agree with you, no, as you know. we don't always agree. Right. But yes. I, I love the fact that every um, conclusion that you draw, you've done some work. Absolutely. Whether the work is in vain. Uh, Unfortunately, most people don't realize this, but a lot of people that are in my industry and cover professional sports are pretending Mm -hmm. like they actually do the work or like they actually understand the game. Um, You know, but it's not difficult to tell the people who really do the work. Right. From from the pretenders. Right. And you're one of the people that I know for a fact that does the work. And um, I feel like we've come a long way from our first encounter. Do you remember our first yeah. encounter? Yeah. Um, New Orleans, my favorite restaurant. No, no, no that oh, was when we met. I'm talking uh, about our first encounter. Oh, okay. Um, on, so, on Twitter when I had to go at your ass. Cause I don't remember what it, it, it you, was. Brent had signed with the Dolphins. Okay. And you had gotten an interview randomly, Mike Smith, who's our new D coordinator. <laughs> And you had come in with all these bars about Brent's negativities and the things that he wasn't able to do and he probably couldn't do and why, you know, yeah, blah, blah, I, I blah, didn't he's think injured. He, I didn't think it was worth as much money as he got paid. Yes, right. I remember that. Yes. And so 
Twitter, Twitter was was they was, at they me, was snitching, and they was <laughs> like, "Look at this, Omar Kelly, the beat writer, he's going at you." And I'm like, "What? He don't even know my man." And I just went the hell off on you and, on and, Twitter. Yes, and the first time I saw your man was at uh, 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 Dave and Buster's, uh-huh. and there I, I I heard he was he was becoming a legend in OTAs, and I'm like, "Okay, I got to see this Brent Grimes." And they sent they that's so why I say, "Where's Brent Grimes at?" And they show me somebody shooting hoops over there. And I was like, the little kids, the, all the little kids shooting hoops. Like, he, I don't see a football player over there. It's just, just a bunch of kids. Right. And and Brent Grimes was over there looking like a a fourteen year old kid shooting hoops with shooting all hoops. the kids and with all the kids. And I was yeah. like, this is who y'all think is dope. And then the first practice, I was like, damn. He's pretty good. He wowed you. Yeah. Like he does everybody else. He told me that when he went to the Bucks, his strength coach and all the players, they're just like, Oh my God, you're not even a real person. Like you can't the stuff you're doing is unreal. It, it it'll be interesting to see how how he performs because he's got to have a rebound season in terms of what people the perception of his season even though I, right. that doesn't make much sense to me but you just got to silence your critics just like when he left Atlanta he yeah. had to silence his critics in Miami yeah. and he showed the world that he was pretty dope and I think he'll have the same opportunity and he will do the same things. All right, so 3 years later now we ended up doing a show together. Yep. I ended up l- getting fired, ruining the show, basically. And now here we are in my makeshift studio in my home. It's all good. It's, it's about the, the, the friendship and the connection is always going to be there. Right. And, and, I, and I say this to you a lot, but I, I want you to know how much I appreciate you because you're one of the few people that when I did get arrested, you didn't just disown me. You weren't afraid to be attached to my name. You still rode for me. I was watching the tweets. They was coming at you. You was shooting back. I thank you. Listen. It's rare. You're a rare person. I'm from Carroll City, so loyalty is, is, is bigger than currency. Man, I appreciate you. So let's jump right into this. I don't, I don't want to waste no time because, you know, this this is, you know, we do four hour shows on the radio and here we are with hour and a half. So this this has got to get real. So um, what what round of the draft are we at right now? Listen, the draft is over, Miko. It's, it's on, over. It's only a three day thing. Seven <laughs> rounds. Right now, they're in the process of cutting the veteran players like the intro roles of the league that, you know, they, they pretended like they were family and that they mm-hmm. loved you. And, you know, now they got their young, cheap players like, oh, yeah, get, get out of here. here. Yeah, it gets real around this time. Yeah. So, OK, so the draft is over. Thank God, because I, I don't watch the draft. You know, I don't watch it. And people yeah. think you how you a journalist. You don't watch the draft because I'm a, not asleep because let me let me tell you this. Before you even get into it, because you got to give us all the draft info, because I got nothing for you, okay? All I got <laughs> is a lot of opinion and a lot of jokes, okay? So before this draft happened, I want to say around December, before all the you know the final bowl games and for all the the the, the, the 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 what is that tournament they had the, the little combine? No, 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 no. Senior bowl? No, no, the the um where they have like playoffs now for the championship. Yeah, the, yes. I was hearing that the quarterbacks were terrible, the corners were terrible. Like, this was a really bad draft. It is a bad draft. Suddenly, mm-hmm. weeks before the draft, I'm hearing of Wentz and Goff. Is that the name? Yes, Jared that Goff. That they're just so amazing all of a sudden. They're not really. They're going to change your franchise. Why, why did, how does this happen? Because to me, it just sounds like bullshit. It, it is bullshit because they have to sell the product. And, and the best way, especially, let, let's look at the Rams situation, for instance. They're picking up from St. Louis. And I know you got you, your heart is in St. Louis because that's hometown for you. My heart is in L.A. and St. Louis. Uh, oh, so I'm okay. Rams till I die. Uh, true. Exactly. So 
Now, they're picking up from St. Louis and taking their franchise to the LA Rams. You can't sell Nick Foles. It, mm. it, now, it's not a bad situation to have Nick Foles, but you're not going to be a winning team with a winning quarterback. And now you can sell Jared Goff. That doesn't mean he's going to be. Knows. You, that doesn't mean he's going to be better than Nick Foles. Right. But you can sell him because he represents hope. He represents upside and potential. And we're going to grow with this young quarterback. That doesn't mean he's good. It, right. it just represents hope, and hope is what sells season tickets. So where, what college did he go to? I don't California. I, I get them California. all confused. See, Berkeley. Uh, yeah, Cal wow. Berkeley. Yeah. So he's really home. Like, do, could you imagine the amount of pussy he's gonna get? <laughs> could you? Like, I, if, I don't know if you on, know hold LA. Hold on, if you're a quarterback. In any state, you could be a quarterback in North Dakota. We're talking about the amount Los of, Angeles. Hold on, hold on. That's just grade A quality pussy. Yes, that's what I'm saying. Can you just imagine it? He's going to Los Angeles, first round draft pick, first player picked, quarterback, white male. They 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 wife them up. They they they're, oh. they're not gonna they're not gonna nobody's going to sign up a bachelor quarterback they all got they always got i mean if you're a bachelor quarterback think about how distracted you're gonna be like the next ben roethlisberger oh my god you you they have to quarterbacks the way they sell themselves is i'm engaged i'm married i'm committed i'm, I'm gonna be focused on my job here now you might get out there and ball out of control uh you know be like russell wilson and, and ditch your your wife after after a year I or two, I already had a good reason to ditch her, but we get another. I, I heard that too. I heard that too. <laughs> uh, smashing other people on the team, you can't oh, do Lord that. Lord Jesus, Lord uh, Jesus. He hey, he's with Sierra now. It's all good. Hey, them goodies. <laughs> so so he's first round, and then uh, Carson Wentz. Wentz yeah. is he a good quarterback? I, I I think he's got a lot of the tools, a lot of the intangibles. I mean, you saw a live arm at the Senior Bowl. You saw athletic. He's He's got the build. He's got a presence to him. Uh, the question is, is he going to be ready? Because, I mean, he played at North Dakota State. That doesn't mean a damn thing to me. You, okay. Not a goddamn thing. Okay. His team also played without him seven games and didn't lose a game. So, Steph that, Curry that, could probably go to the finals without playing anymore, but they would need him in the finals. So That's true. But the question is, is he going to be ready for the NFL? And there right. are things that he hasn't seen. No quarterback is going to be ready for the NFL. Russell Wilson. Time. Russell Wilson was probably the first and last. And was my favorite, and, honestly. <laughs> Andrew Luck was ready for the NFL. He led mm -hmm. his team to the playoffs. But all of these guys, all these guys, they're not of that caliber. Russell Wilson, Andrew Luck. Um, I'm not even sure any of these guys are Ryan Tannehill right now. Now, could they potentially be better than him? Absolutely. Nobody's worse than Ryan Tannehill, just so you know. He's 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 <laughs> <laughs> he's not good. He's right. not horrible. He's a starting quarterback. He's, I disagree, but okay. Um, these corners, Hargreaves. Yes, Jalen Ramsey. Jalen Ramsey. That's a freak of nature. For, why why is he a freak of nature? Big size, athletic. Great what do you hips. consider athletic? That he ran a fast forty. Fast forty, good L drills, a nice vertical. I mean, I, I understand. You know, comparatively I, speaking, you're, you're dealing with. We're talking about. Okay, there are great athletes mm -hmm. who you will find a great athlete. Tony Lippett is a great athlete, and right. then there are freaks of nature, which are. And the, you're saying he's a freak of nature. He's a freak of nature. Why? You got to tell me why. Because I think I've only seen. One freak of nature in the last 10 years, and his name is Brent Grimes. So tell me why he's a freak of nature. Quick, quick, quick twitch. Athletic. 
see it react. Yeah, you know I watched a little bit of film on him, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, tell me, I'll, let me hear the impressions. What I saw was a big corner, which is what it seems like the league is trying to move I don't get towards. It, but hey, stupid, because when you're bigger, you're generally slower. If you got bad hips, if you if you don't have elite hips. Yeah, he doesn't have elite hips to me on um, getting out of there, on change of direction. What I saw was an Olympic track athlete is what I saw. I did not see um, a corner He's that I physical. can. That that's fine. You you can't really be physical when the ball's in the air in the NFL because you can't touch a person once they pass five yards. He looked like to me Patrick Peterson, and that was the comparison that I had. Okay. I think that 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 type of athlete, that type of cornerback, is where the league is headed towards. I I it's agree with you. I agree with you. <laughs> like it, it, what's funny is I cover the Dolphins and Byron Maxwell. The Dolphins are selling this trade. Oh, Byron Maxwell, you know he he can he can cover the Brink Rhymes and the and the um and and the Sammy Watkins of the league. And look how you know Brent struggled against both those guys. And so we need bigger cornerbacks. I'm like, apparently no. nobody watched all the other times Brent Grimes played against him because he killed him. He had one good game. How long has he been in the league? Two years? He's played Brent Grimes four times. Three of them, Brent Grimes got in his ass. And one of them, he had him because he had diarrhea, but we not, we're not going to make excuses because then everybody wants to be like, oh, well, don't make an excuse. That's fine. I told him not to play. He played. He got his ass whooped. Whatever. No, this is no shade to Sammy Watt because I really do think I, he's going to he, be yeah. one of the elite corners in the league. But – you can't just say somebody's better than somebody because of one game. This well, is the NFL. These are all pros. What they're saying is size matters now, cornerback. Now, this is a trend that they're going mm-hmm. towards, and I don't agree with it, but everybody wants these six-foot-one, six-foot-two corners. I think skills corners. should matter more than size. If just because a guy runs a fast 40 and he's able to bend let me, let me ask you this. When does a corner run 40 yards in a onesie with cleats on on a rubber surface in one direction as fast as he can with his head down. Only when he's trailing a receiver. And when he got a, beat. Uh, yeah, when he got beat. So, so you're, ba- trying to, you're trying to judge recovery time. So you basically want a corner that once he's beat, he can recover. Absolutely. That's what they when, want. When does a football player, any football player, any position of the 53, when does the player um, lay on their back and have to – Push 225 pounds, is it? Yes. When do they have to do that? Throughout the course of a game, there's battle at the line of scrimmage. And you're they never got, on your back. No, you're never on your back. So why do, why is the bench press so important? And why, is, if you can do it 35 times, what's the big deal? Just the baseline measurements. We're comparing apples to apple, oranges to oranges, bananas to bananas. Why don't they use like, skills like squatting? That's a skill that can tell you way more. That, that uh, Squatting will tell you about a person's athleticism way before a 40 or a bench press will. You're right. So why don't they use squatting? Why don't they do ass to grass squats and not 45 degree angle squats? Because that's bullshit. They, the underwear Olympics are important because they're for TV. For TV. Yes. Which is what the draft is as well. Why do we care so much? Because we're selling a product here, Miko. Why do we care so much about these players who I, I love the draft? It like it is in its entirety, meaning someone leaving college to finally get paid for some shit they should have got paid for doing in college. I'm with that. However, why do we care so much when, if you really think about it, once a player's drafted, think about how much of an impact they will have on the game that season. Once a player's drafted, yeah. How many people Depends. actually start the next season? Maybe 30, 40. No, 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 no. On a team, 
on your given team? On your team, you've had, what, you drafted eight players? If you're lucky, two. Seven, two, if you're lucky. If you're lucky. If you're lucky. A good draft, that's two. Why are we I so, mean, why are we, why are we? Because they sell hope. They represent hope. Devontae Parker with the Dolphins. He represents the future. He represents hope. Jarvis Landry, I mean, that's, that is probably as good a success story as you're probably going to get. Where Jarvis Landry comes in, he starts mid-halfway middle of the year the next year he takes over the offense he's a pro bowler i mean that is the ultimate success story and it sells jersey it sells season tickets so we're just all it about sells this money basically it, come on you, can call, I, you I, try to, I try to tell this to the fans they don't want to listen to me i get it but i'm i'm, a, I'm not asleep i get what's going on and that's why kind of why i don't it, watch it's, a, it's the same thing as college recruiting why is college recruiting as big as it is and why is signing day as big as it is because it sells hope it sells the future it, it sells, sells season ratings. tickets yes not just it's ratings more. tickets tickets mm-hmm. marketing merchandise jerseys now now this uh this 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 running tonsil jeremy tonsil um is, laramie. Lar- laramie tonsil Look at you he done got drafted by your damn team that you cover Somebody was going off on me because I kept spelling his name wrong on Twitter. Fuck yeah, I don't got to spell his damn name right. Shit, you knew what I was talking about. It's Laramie Tunzel. So draft day, imagine this is you. Draft day, somebody fucking hacks your social media and posts a picture, a video of you doing a bong with a gas mask. Don't first forget, of all. Don't forget the, the, the Confederate flag in the backdrop. First of all, I need that gas mask. That's first of all. <laughs> Laramie Tunzel, if you hear this, uh, let me know where you got that because I need to buy that myself. I, I, we found them all on the internet. I need, I need that. So um, then his, what happened? His draft status fell. He randomly landed he, in the Dolphins' hands where they already wanted him anyway. That's why I said the Dolphins might have had something to do with this shit. No, nah, the Dolphins, <laughs> come on. They're not that smart. Um, shit. Tannenbaum is calculated. Don't ever get him fucked up. Here's the situation. This kid goes from, he wasn't going to be a top, maybe at the earliest he would have went to the Chargers at pick number three. He was That's fo- still amazing. I know. He cost himself $10 million. Yeah. But two teams that selected offensive tackles and were needing offensive tackles, they passed on him because of this, this video. video. And they didn't want to deal with the media nightmare. Why? What is the fucking big deal about weed what is it what is the problem there are multiple states that it's legal to to smoke recreationally and then there's even more medically what what is the issue i don't think people in the nfl make a big deal about weed but from a standpoint you can't endorse it wink wink because all these young people are looking up to the league and you can't say oh we're not policing for weed or we're we're not policing for 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 for, um um hgh oh you got to say you're you're policing for it so that the people who in the younger leagues the colleges the pop warners the high schools but you know the nfl doesn't care about weed you know this right absolutely no question for those of you that don't know let me let me let me tell you about the weed policy and this is cocaine as well this is probably crack i don't know whatever is the street drugs okay this is the rules from april 20th which is ironic as fuck from april 20th (laughs) to i believe august 20th is the the space and time zone that a player can get randomly marijuana cocaine whatever street drug tested it can be april 20th it could be August 20th, it could be May 20th, any day in between there, you can get tested one single time. Once you pass that test, 
you are free to smoke weed until April 20th of the next year. You kind of need to tail off. Well, yeah, 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 you tail yeah, yeah. off around March 15th, March 30th, if you really a gangster about your shit. <laughs> but, um, or an addict, yes. Yeah, they don't care about weed. It's clear in the testing. It's clear that weed is not something that they really care about because there is no physical advantage of smoking weed and playing football the advantage that you do have in it in my personal experience with other players and friends of mine that smoke is it does help with your your concussions and your headaches and your body aches and all those things and if you don't want to take all the the um fda approved drugs yeah. that they will give you the legal ones yeah the legal drugs that, that they give you then you can smoke weed to heal yourself to help you get there and and i like that the league is 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 doing this testing this way. I just wish they would just get rid of it altogether. Like just get Never rid of it. It's going to happen. No, it's not going to happen. You know what's you, gonna, you know why it's not going to happen? Why? Because then it will send a ripple effect to college football and it'll send a ripple effect but to high school. But what if marijuana is legal throughout the United, throughout United, the United States. States? Hopefully it'll be legal next year. That's going to happen. In Florida. Yeah. So what are they going to do? There're a lot of things that you could, you can't take creatine in the NFL. I don't even know why anyone would take that anyway. It's not even healthy. There's so many other natural things that you can take. There's all the products are usually kind of shitty. Yeah. So, so there, there's a number of things that aren't legal that are legal for you to take that the league will not allow or encourage weight loss stuff. Mm-hmm. You have the stuff for weight loss. Offensive linemen can't take because it's, it'll it'll click. It'll go up on their PED testing. Exactly. So let, let's switch subject real quick. We're still going to talk about this drafting, and I wanted to address this man crush list that you have. And, and, and you know, it, it, I, 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 hold on, because right. you have to at some point figure out that people think that when you hear man crush, it seems like we should question your sexuality. I'm good with that. You're good with us questioning your sexuality because you have a man crush list. I'm okay. I'm, I'm okay with my masculinity. What's what's a man crush list? It's just players in the draft that I would stand on the table and bang for. I would advocate, and and those are the guys that I like. Those are the guys that give me a football woody. Now, see, that's that shit right there. <laughs> that's that's what's making that, that, me making my eyebrow raise listen, up. Listen, listen. In terms of you, you know that play where. I'm a girl, though. There are no women that give me a basketball woody. I'm going to tell you, none of them, zero of them. But there are athletes that give you a just like when you see LeBron James go up there and just drive down the lane. Nothing. And, my and, nipples don't get hard. It. My vagina doesn't get moist. Nothing happens when I'm not attracted to LeBron whatsoever. So that's why it's difficult it's for me. It creates a level of excitement. Okay. So so you have a man crush list. Is your man crush list just for Dolphins to draft or no, anyone? No, just players that I think are going to be dope in the league. And How it's long not, is your man crush list? It's it's usually, I usually used to do it one per round. So no, no, like, no, no. But how many people? This year was 15. 15. But, of your 15, how many were drafted where you thought or like high or? Probably none of them. Zero. I mean, no, no, no. Some of them were. Ezekiel Elliott, Jalen Ramsey. Well, why'd you say probably none? I mean, but a lot of them didn't fall into the rounds where I expected them to go. Oh, okay. Like Scooby Wright is but a player. But they were all drafted. Yeah. Scoop. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they were all. No, oh. some, of them, some of them on the man crush list are not going to be draft picks. Okay. Like Rashawn Scott from University of Miami. He's not going to be a man crush. He's not going to be drafted. But I believe he will be in the NFL. Once he gets there. Once he gets there, he will. You know, these, okay. are, the, these are the players where I say, and that's why even seventh round picks, I will do a man crush for a seventh round pick guy because they 
will make a name for themselves. Mm-hmm. And usually these players, they do make a name for themselves. Um, yeah. they, they have, they go on and, you know, Kirk Cousins is a man crush alum for, mm-hmm. of, of mine. Um, it, 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 Joe, Joe Flacco, I'm naming quarterbacks. Colin Kaepernick is a man crush. I mean, these are players who go on and even though they don't have these major names, they go on and they ball in the league. Okay, so right now we're in OTAs, which is voluntary, no, air quotes, not. voluntary <laughs> team practice. And um, obviously there's a lot of players that do not come to OTAs, and I don't really understand why it's a big deal. It's only a big deal. Here, here, here's why it's a big deal. It's only a big deal to the media members who make it a big deal. Yes, who want clicks and, and, and stories. Uh, yes, correct. And to fans who are obsessed that they think that Indomitian Sue skipping the Dolphins OTAs is going to make Indomitian Sue any lesser of a player. Dumbest shit ever. It's the most ridiculous thing I've ever. If, uh, if they knew, if I, they knew what was happening in OTAs, they would understand because a lot of players like my husband, Brent Grimes, they have their own off season training that they do. They, and it's they, much more rigid and yes, rigorous than it's what for their body. When you go to OTAs with a team, they kind of group you all together by position and make you all lift the same type of shit. It's not always conducive to your skill. It's not always helpful. Sometimes it's, it's not, they right. just want to babysit you. They just want to make sure you're there every day. They want to make sure that you're getting a meal in your body. They want to make sure you woke up this morning when to make sure that you didn't, you aren't hungover and that you're doing something. And it's really just babysitting. Just like you said, and I don't really understand why everybody gets all up in, the, in, in arms here's, about somebody not being here's, there. Here's what I would do as a team. And the Dolphins used to do this. Put a lot of money in, in those workouts. Put a lot of money into that contract into those workouts. That's that You know, so for Brent goes to every OTAs. He just goes to every OTAs. He likes to lift weights. He yeah. likes to work out. And that's why he goes OTA. He does his own workout when he gets there. If you tell him to do a, a, a lift like bench press, he's going to say no. He's, I don't understand the purpose of bench press. I get it. You want me to be strong upper body, but there are other exercises that are better for a corner to bench press. You know what I mean? They're just different stuff. And a lot of these strength coaches, they don't have a fucking clue. They don't have a clue. They've been hired because they know somebody that knows somebody. And so you, as fans, you have to understand that don't judge players just because they're not going to OT. Some of them are fucking assholes, yeah. But a lot of them aren't. Like Sue, I'm pretty sure he's an asshole. I know he's an asshole, but he's also trying to get himself ready. So leave him he's, the hell alone. He's trying to get his body as yeah. right as possible with working with a, a facility in Oregon that will tailor, tailor his body and is by far better than what the Dolphins have to offer him. I don't, I don't knock that. Rashad Jones sitting out OTAs because he's unhappy with his Ooh, contract he salary. Is, he's holding out for a new contract? Yeah. Now, he don't uh, – that damn um, – what's the dude's name in um, Seattle, the safety that tried to hold out? Cam. Chancellor? Cam Chancellor, yeah. Cam Chancellor held out long as I ever thought somebody would, and they was cutting that bread in half. Is Rashad got is, – is his balls that big? No, nah, man, no. Nah. Do they it, give it, him another contract? Because he's got two more years He's left, got two right? years, $7 million per. I, I think they're going to ride that out. I think they're going to ride that out, and, and I'm, I'm sure Rashad cannot handle a $10,000 per day uh, deduction in salary. That shit hurts. Yeah. That, that yeah. shit. 10000 a day? You, you, you talking about a Camry per day? Camry, if you could buy somebody per day? No. Camry, that's sick. <laughs> All right, so we saw the Panthers and the Broncos in the Super Bowl last year, and I know this is early, but based on the draft and what you've seen in free agency, the moves that are being made, this is early, but give me an early Super Bowl prediction. What team in AFC and the NFC is going to the Super Bowl if you had to pick today, May 3rd? Is today 2nd or 3rd? 
second. It's May second. Who's going to Super Bowl? I am. I'm gonna have to go with Seattle. Uh, I primarily pick teams that are defense oriented teams, and that's hopefully, unfortunate. But yeah, okay. Hopefully, hopefully <laughs> I know how you look at the league. Yeah, you're like defense. Please, the offense. The game is catered to the offense people. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna have to go with with Seattle, and I believe that that Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh, something. Uh, it's hard to go against New England. But I, I believe that Pittsburgh yeah, is, is right now, Pittsburgh is cool. peaking. Pittsburgh is peaking. They're gonna get the running back back, man. You know, Le'Veon Bell. I think he's really. And that's be. part of the reason I don't believe Seattle's coming back because you know Marshawn's gone. I think that he is the major key to that offense and why they've been successful. And you see what happened when he didn't play; it just didn't work out. Yeah. They, so that's kind of a reason I wouldn't say they would get there. Uh, I'm gonna choose the Buccaneers. Oh, okay. All right. I'm just gonna go ahead and choose that, that my defense man's team. Gotta, that defense got to get together. They do. Nah. They they making changes. You know. Yeah. We, we gonna choose the Buccaneers. I'm gonna choose the Patriots because I don't bet against Tom Brady. It's just really yeah. disrespectful to bet against probably the greatest quarterback in our history as well as the greatest coach in our history, the greatest organization in our history. You, you saw I mean, how many times have you just seen a whole bunch of nobodies come together and get to the Super Bowl? They they multiple had, times. Listen, they had a crappy draft and. They were yeah. like, okay, here, take the take the picks. We don't need them. Yeah. Go on ahead. We good. We good. And it's true. I always think they're going to be there until they're not there every year. True. Players take a discount to go play for the Patriots. It's it's unfortunate for everybody else, but when you got the best quarterback of all time, you can you, you, they will make contingencies for you. Right. So um, switching gears, NBA playoffs are happening. I know this is a low-key weakness for you. Do you feel like it's a weakness? No, it, it's not a weakness. Baseball <laughs> and hockey would be a weakness. Okay. I, I'm just not at your level. And that's what I – it's hard for me to explain you to people because they don't understand your realm and knowledge and understanding of basketball, much less football. Uh, you've just studied football. You never played it. You studied right, it. Studied and it. you know it at a level far better than a lot of people that I know. Um, but basketball, like you, I play. You know, I you know the game. Now I don't know it on your level, but I can hang with everybody yeah. else. Okay, so uh, first round just kind of finished. So we've got Miami facing Toronto, Cleveland first facing Atlanta. We'll start in the East. Um, what do you think? Who, 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 LeBron, LeBron is steamrolling. To the finals. Okay. And so we, are, we, are we talking sweep in Atlanta like last uh, year? Five. Or we, I think it's five, five. five. Yeah, Atlanta will get one. What? Because you hate the refs. The refs <laughs> will make because sure the it'll tell you hate. Yeah, I, sh- I think it should be a sweep. Um, especially if Kyrie's shooting the ball the way he is. You know, I have an issue with. I had. Let's have, say had. Are, let's are they, get, are they the getting? Are they getting their chemistry together? I don't think it's a chemistry thing. I think it's an understanding of Kyrie as a point shooting guard. He is not the type of point guard that wants to pass the ball. And I think it fits in Cleveland. And the only reason I think it fits, and it took me a while to get here. I'm only recently here, okay? The reason is because LeBron is a pass-first kind of player. Yeah. You know, he's not Kobe Bryant. He's LeBron James. You know what I mean? And he's more of the the Lamar Odom, Magic Johnson meets Lamar Odom, LeBron James. You see what I mean? I, I hear you. So I think having someone that wants to take lots of shots, I don't think it's a problem. I think what he needs to make sure that he does is take quality shots and make sure that he's not dribbling the leather off the basketball too much because that's annoying. And defense are standing still. you got to keep the defense moving. Better shot selection, better um, ball movement. 
Um, Kevin Love is not just standing on the post anymore. He's, I mean, not not just shooting threes. He's going down in the post. He's he's back and forth. I think that they understand what each other wants to do. Before it was like a tug of war between them. Like you know, LeBron wanted it to go a certain way. They didn't way. have any chemistry. Yeah, well, it's not just chemistry. It's chemistry is when everyone agrees. Okay. Do you know what I mean? Like everyone agrees. We're all on the same page, and we're we, all agreeing. we all know that. In, in the grand scheme of things, this is how we win better. We can win other ways. There's ways. Kyrie could average 35 and we could win, but but is it going to be easy? No. You know what I'm saying? So Kyrie averaging 25 to 28, I'm rolling with that. LeBron's going to get 25, and Kevin Love's getting 22. I, I'm fine with that. I, I love that J.R. Smith, he, you know what he does. He's Shump like a microwave. Defense. He's like yeah. the new version of microwave. Yes, and if <laughs> sometimes he's cold though. Sometimes yeah, he's cold. You got to deal with that though. That's that's life. That's life. We we all get cold sometimes. Everybody can't be on all the time. That's true. So um, Miami and Toronto. How do you see that series ending? For me, as a Heat fan, and I am a Heat fan, uh, if they don't take it to Game Six, I don't expect the Heat to win this series. I just think they they're just battling through too many things. Um, you know, uh, Whiteside looks like he's physically wearing down. Uh, D Wade, you know, that's my that's my boy. No shade, Gabrielle, in case you hear this, but Dwayne Wade is like my boo. Like I became a Heat fan because of him. He's like my my little side boo. I love everything about his. He's game. had such a reclamation season. Do you you think it's crazy that okay, him and um, Carmelo Anthony and LeBron James came in the same year, and he's the one being called Father Time. You ever think about that? No. No one is talking about LeBron being washed up and on his See, way but that's, out. That's or different mellow. because D Wade was a four year senior. LeBron was a, coming doesn't out of high matter. school. Doesn't Still doesn't matter. You know what it is? The injuries. Injuries add years to your body. Style, Style of, play. of play. Point guard slashing, getting in the hole. Melo ain't playing no defense. He ain't getting hit. That's the type Mello's of thing. just getting paid. Yeah. Just get, there's, this is the, that's the goal. So don't hate on that. That is the goal. Forget that championship shit that you be hearing. The goal is to get paid. And if you should just so happen to, to get, a get a championship at the same time, then you go for that. I can't but the buy goal, that. that's because you're a fan. The goal is to get money so you think Carmelo is okay with the fact that he plays for a bum team they're not bums the Knicks actually weren't bums this year I actually kind of cheered for them a little bit they started off really hot if you didn't make the playoffs in the east you were bum no you were the bum east team. actually was pretty good this year if you think east the bottom east teams were better than the bottom west teams this year that was a switch from the the past years if so you think could about they it. beat the bottom can the bottom east teams beat the bottom west teams? yes I'm talking about the bottom eight like the playoff eight I'm talking like Memphis. You think that the Knicks could beat Memphis right now? No, but Memphis was a, thir- a third seed b- before they had all the injuries. They were good. They were really good. The injuries messed. Me- Memphis is always in the thick of things. They lost some key players, and that's kind of why they fell apart, to be honest with you. I, I am a Zach Randolph fan till I die. That is my homie. I love his game. He's getting old. He's just getting up there. We all get but old. But I love him. I don't think the Knicks are bums. I think that they just don't have – the right players and Melo is, has no intentions of passing the ball to anyone else. He needs to get these buckets, and I'm here. I'm for I'm telling it. you right now, Carmelo's being traded to LA. Hey, I wouldn't care. That would be a good move for him because he'd be in a major city. His wife, you know, the things yeah. that she's doing, mm-hmm. Hollywood and all this mm-hmm. stuff. Sometimes that plays, but you, it's all going to be about the money. It, it, so you, so let's get we we losing focus. We're losing focus. So you saying the Heat don't win this series in Toronto? I don't. I don't think so either. 
it's it's hard for me to say that, but I don't I don't think they are. They're, and the reason is because first of all, they went seven games against Charlotte. Now Charlotte is not a bum team to me. What what I think Charlotte is is they're an up and coming team. But Charlotte matches up very well with the Miami Heat. And people weren't expecting that. People thought that, oh, bet. You know, they, they got out of that, that fourth. Didn't look like it that first two games. Well, that, let me tell you something, okay? Teams, he, they were on fire. They shot 75% from, like, come on. When is that ever going to happen again to them? That happens to go to stay every other night. But the Heat had an uh, incredible, random-ass first two games. And I was sitting back watching going, I really hope they don't cool off because if they do, they're, this is going to match up well. And that's exactly what happened. Charlotte stepped their defense up, and they were averaging, I want to say, 88 points a game after that. And it was almost like whoever got to 90 is going to win type of thing. And they matched up well against them. Kimba obviously was balling, like just, just trying to do everything he could. I felt so sorry for him. For me, I don't think that he can win this series because I don't think their defense is good enough, and I also don't think that they play well enough on the road. I mean, and, and that's a one hell of a talented team that they have in Toronto. I know the Pacers took them the distance, but I think Toronto is by far more talented than the C team. Toronto was taking pretty bad shots. They were doing uncharacteristic things in that series. I don't know if it was Indiana. Let me not shade them because they might have been how they were playing them. I I only watched, uh, I think, three of the games. And um, last night was one of them. And when I watched, Toronto's just a better team flat out. And I really couldn't understand why I went to seven. I probably should have watched more of the games. But I think Toronto is a very talented team. And I think this probably goes – to six games in favor of Toronto. Uh, that's my prediction, and I, hopefully it, it comes through because I would like for it to go the other way. I would love for Miami to meet Cleveland in the finals. That would oh, be that would be such everything. a great story. That I would be. Oh my god, I might go to every game. That would be <laughs> such a tremendous story for the just the Heat organization and franchises to get back to that point of and, okay and up against LeBron, the guy you, that left you him. left us. You, you left us in the dirt. You ditched us and we right here with you. That would be a great story. And unfortunate they would lose, but it would be a great story. <laughs> but yeah. I, 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 I honestly think the LeBron is I think LeBron might win it all this year. Oh I, I, wow, we finna let's let's before you start, you know, sipping whatever's in that cup uh, over there. Fantasizing about in LeBron winning championships. In it, the it, West, the Spurs and the Thunder playoff series. Smacked them first game. Smack. I mean like a smack like a old damn Hulk Hogan smack. <laughs> Is that gonna happen the rest of the series? Yeah. I agree. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think the Thunder have enough thunder. No nah. pun to handle the Spurs. They're just too talented and they're also too well coached. Savvy. Just savvy veterans. Pop is the man. Pop is the Belichick of the NBA. He is, no doubt about it. And And when he makes mistakes in big games, that's when you see, he he, he rarely makes mistakes, but you you see them sometimes and they lose in games that that they should win. So I think that he learned from the mistakes of last year. I think they've added some great pieces. I think Kawhi Leonard is going to be my next favorite player. I love everything about his game. Um, I'm a Ginobili fan. That's how I actually became a Spurs fan from Ginobili, from seeing him overseas playing and everything. So this is his last year. So I need a player on the Spurs so I can continue to be a Spurs fan. And I think Kawhi is going to be the reason that I continue to cheer for the Spurs. But he's amazing. I think that he is the major key of that team and, and that what makes them go. I think Oklahoma has two amazing players that just really don't need to play together anymore. 
You think that they're going to split up after this year? They must. How many years do you need to play with somebody to prove that you're not going to get it done? I don't. At some point, you so want to be. So who's leaving? Who's getting, who's getting Kevin involved? Durant's going. And where's he going? Probably to the Wizard, if I were guessing. Man. The Wizard. Yeah. Go home. Got his old coach. You know what I'm saying? He's from there. Like, why not? Why the fuck not? And the Wizards are a really good team. I don't know what the hell happened to them this year. But they, they've got a good nucleus. They've got a good foundation. And adding Kevin Durant could really have them um, contending for the Eastern um, Conference Championship. Golden State, um, the Bulls of 96. Can they win it all without Steph Curry? Yeah. They can. That's why I will never let anybody tell me that Steph Curry is the best player in the NBA right now because LeBron James off the Cavs, they are done. They are not even done. They are a lottery team. Fucking done without LeBron James. Steph Curry can miss the whole playoffs until the finals, to the actual finals, and they, they could win. They could probably sweep still all the way to the finals until maybe – I think they could still beat the Spurs possibly without him. Wow. That's just a good team. They have everything. Everybody knows what the hell they're supposed to be doing. They go, Draymond Green is is the X factor, and, and he's the, the, the engine. He's the major part of the engine that, that makes it all go, and he's like the nigga on the team. Like, he's like the 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 attitude he's like the the hood the the grimy part of it he he's you know what i'm saying he gives them edge he's that alpha male he's yeah. that alpha male of that team yeah yeah he gives it he gives it a personality so livingston yeah. came in like steph curry not hitting all those threes but they passed the ball so well it doesn't matter who's hitting it they still doing the same shit think about this they don't even need steve kerr they fucking had luke walton coaching them and he hey, lost a, like two games he's the coach of your lakers now that's not my team Ain't no damn nah. Laker fan. I thought you okay. No, because you was L.A. Not since Magic was there. No, nope. no, no. Okay. Uh, you know, you no. ain't claiming him. No, I'm not claiming him. But you know, that's just a well-oiled machine. And with or without Steph Curry, they could lose a couple of those guys. They cannot lose Draymond Green. A couple of those guys could be sitting out injured, and something happened. They're still going to get there. But that, that's why I believe LeBron James is the best player in the league, and he's the MVP. Let's say that the MVP of the league, most valuable, outside of just being the best, because he's just LeBron James. But I think the Golden State sweeps right on through Portland. I, I tweeted this the other day, and I went on Portland, and the Clippers were playing that game where fucking Austin Rivers busted his eye open and still came out and played. And I was like, this is so emotional because the Clippers in Portland are battling to the death to be swept in the next round. <laughs> To the fucking death, just to be swept. When you get in the playoffs, you have to feel like you can do it. The rest of us can be realistic and tell Portland and have a fucking seat. This is over soon. You guys will be gone fishing very soon. But I feel like they believe they can win. They beat the Clippers. Granted, injuries happen. What if some more injuries happen to Golden State? You never know. But in reality, this is a sweep. Both those series are a sweep. Who's winning the the matchup between the Spurs and the Warriors for you? The Spurs and the Warriors, I, I have to give it to the Spurs just because Why? coaching, leadership, veteran, savvy presence, and I think that San Antonio will slow down the pace of the game. And I'm not sure that Golden State can play without that pace. I remember watching the you finals You push your year. own pace, though. Yeah, but then a team can bring you down to their pace. Well, the only way they can do that is stop the the – Basically, they would have to make a lot of shots and force them to take the ball out of the bounds and maybe do some things. Walk but the ball up court, 
and it's not happening. Not happening. You got to score 125 points a game to beat the Golden State Warriors. Can the Spurs do it? If there's any team in the East, I mean the West that can, I would say it's um the Spurs, but I'm going with uh Golden State. And in the finals of uh, Warriors Cavs Fucking Golden State is going to beat them, okay? Listen, they're going to beat them. I'm cheering for the Cavs. I thought, I'm cheering for the Cavs. Remember last year in the finals, I thought LeBron was going to beat Golden State all by himself. I don't know why you thought that. I was hoping it, but I knew it wasn't going to happen. And, and I do believe that Cleveland is is going to do it this year. I think. I hope you're right. I, I I I do. He almost come on. He almost did it. If it wasn't for the fourth quarter of like Game Three. He would have been up on the series like it's a lot of ifs out here because if if was a fifth, we would both be drunk. Right? Listen, now. LeBron has a better supporting cast right now. They're a healthier then team than last, than last year? year. Than last year. But the Warriors, did you know that they had won seventy three games this year? Yeah, they got better too. They got better too. No question about it. You got to be realistic. Don't just be like I, I'm not a blind ass fan as as Big O would say. I am a Cavs fan. I am LeBron's fan. I am cheering for them, but I'm realistic and I do not believe they have enough to beat the Warriors. I could be wrong. But they do not have enough of anything, in my opinion, to beat the Warriors. I'm not going to sit here and say that the Warriors are a juggernaut. I think the best player in the league is going to has a better supporting cast, and and we'll learn from his mistakes that he made last yeah. year. Hopefully, I think it's going to be exciting. I'm going to be cheering for the Cavs and the Spurs and the Warriors. I cheer for the Warriors because my husband is like a huge. Don't forget the Heat. Don't forget Warriors the Heat. fan. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I'm here. I'm going to go to every game that I can go to here. So I'll, I'll be in the building for that. Um, so I have to, um, let's switch up again. Trending topics of Twitter. Everybody mm. always wants to know my opinion about stuff that's happening on social media. And right now, everything, and I don't I only really want to address sports. I don't really want to address other trending topics of social media because I don't really give a shit. This is a sports podcast for the most part. And there's not really anything really popping right now. But you know what? People like your take on they do. various. I mean, I come to you for my advice, <laughs> girl. If anybody knew how good you were at advice, you have an advice column or or podcast or it's just good. It's Thank good stuff. Thank you. Thank you. So let's the things that I want to address today with with Twitter is, um, let's talk about wives. Okay. Wives of athletes. One of them is not going to be a wife, but we'll figure it out. <laughs> So let's talk about Aisha Curry. Okay. Aisha Curry has become. She's on the cover of Parenting Magazine. Parenting. She's got a, a show where a cooking show. Aisha's got a cookbook, I believe. Mm, she's so wholesome. She's so fucking perfect. She she she's been trending on Twitter a lot, and um, a lot of it came from her criticism of side bitches. Mm hmm. So because she knows side bitches is rampant in her league. <laughs> She so come on now. She talks about the dress code of a lot of the ladies of social media and you know how they should cover up and mm -hmm. Instagram models. Instagram models. How you feel, how you feel models. about Instagram models? I don't feel any way about them at all. I don't even care. I mean I let people do them. Okay. All right. So I've seen I, a lot of polls where they were like, you know, Aisha Curry or this person, Aisha Curry or this person, that person, and, and she comes across as this well groomed 
always over, never underdressed woman without a hair out of place. She's always appropriate. She's beautiful. She's cute. She's supportive. Now his mama, she's she fine. green eyed and light skinned. Uh, so overrated. Oh my God. Now his mama, Steph Curry mama. <laughs> we ain't talking about his mama She can right get now. it. We ain't talking about his mama. Listen. His mama is not the wife of Steph Curry. His mama is fine. Better than his wife. If you say so. Please. I don't. I'm, I'll, I'll, I'll take that to the poll of the people. <laughs> it's Steph Curry mama or his wife. And I bet you everybody would take his mama. I don't know. The yams might not be as fresh. So I don't know. Is it, everything got to come it's, into it's, factor. Sometimes they, it starts to age like wine. You don't never oh. know. <laughs> She 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 probably up there close into the. Let me the, just tell you, no one's gonna pick the the 50s. What is she in her fifties? She fine though. I know she is because you're almost forty. But we talking about people that are in their twenties talking about bending over fifty year olds or twenty something. I'm just saying, hey, the cougars don't sleep on them now. I ain't, it, I'm it's a cougar. A, it's a lot of cougar I'm action cougar. out here. They they know what they want and they go out and they get it. They they start hunting. So do I got you, some respect for the cougars in this world. Do you think that um, the Aisha Curry, there's a lot of criticism of her because people always feel side like. Side bitch hate. Is that what it is? Side bitch it's hate. It's just side bitch hate. Side bitch hate. Just because, I mean, she ain't got her titties up on Instagram every minute. Yeah. Like, I mean, unlike she some covers people. everything. I put my titties uh, on Instagram all the time. I know. I'll be telling you about it. I just want people it. to know that I have an awesome wreck. I'll be looking like at it and I, be like, damn, whose titties are these? And I look at it and be like, it's Miko. Oh, damn. <laughs> I catch a lot of shit. A lot of people hit me up and tell me that I'm ugly and they don't know what Brent sees in me. So I have to show them the outer mm-hmm. appparance of myself because I'm a tomboy and I kind of dress like a boy a lot. But yes, I let them know you, what when I look you turn like it up, you look like a woman. Yeah. Yes. I got I to every now and then feed the wolves, <laughs> is, is what the culture calls it. I got to feed the wolves every now and then, even as a married woman. I like that I'm a sexual person. I like that I'm in tune with my sexuality and my funness. Mm-hmm. You know, my husband has no problem with it. He loves it. He ain't even on social media, but I show him everything I post and he it riles him up. When he sees me post stuff, he's like, ooh. Yeah. <laughs> you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So Aisha gets a lot of shit for, you know, the way that she feels about, you know, other bitches and side bitches and how she they should conduct themselves. And I don't really it's have- It's ruthless a, out there for wives. Don't, let's not pretend like it's not. It is. Because if you get caught slipping. I just wonder if she thinks that her man has a side bitch. You ever wonder that? Um, I'm sure she I'm sure she's concerned. I mean, she should be uh, the way that they travel on the road. Come on now. Don't don't have to travel to have a side bitch. Let's just be clear. Because the motherfucker working at CVS has side bitches. Okay. The McDonald's worker has side. Everybody <laughs> has side bitches. You do not have to be a millionaire. So hold on. Your, your, your caliber of side bitch is different depending on your pay more than likely or the size of your penis. But the, everybody can have a side bitch. Doesn't matter your income or your tax bracket. Okay. How do, you de- how do you determine who is the main bitch and who is the side bitch? Let's say if you got two. The main bitch is the one you post some pictures of and you out at, at events with. The side bitch is the person that nobody knows about. That's clear. Oh, okay. I just need to know. Look at you. Look at you telling me. I, I ain't posting no pictures of nobody. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my. <laughs> and almost, I almost got you uh, together, but I, I, I reeled myself here right now. Yeah, listen. Let me leave you the hell alone. Hey, yeah, you don't, you don't help me out here on these let streets. Me, let me change subjects. Let's go to no another. No pictures, nowhere. No, I, yes, thank God I got to you as early yeah, as I could. Yes, Jesus, you was fucking your whole shit up. But let's switch gears to another. Track me on Instagram and shit. 
<laughs> Let's switch to another wife, Gabrielle Union. Mm-hmm. Gabrielle just caught a little bit of shit because she went on Twitter and said that Dwayne Wade was fouled. I think it was game five. There was about four seconds left into the game. A very crucial game. We were down two. We, as in the Miami Heat, were down two. I think it was six. Game mm, No, it was no, game five. five. Okay. I was there. All right. Yes, you were there. Yes, correct. <laughs> it was game five. It was a foul. Um, he goes to the hole. He gets fouled, mm-hmm. which we all kind of agreed is a foul. The refs swallow the whistle. Mm-hmm. Do you have a problem with that? I do have a problem with that because he's a superstar and he has superstar status. He should have gotten that call. And mm-hmm. I'm not just saying as a Heat fan, but I'm sorry. There's a certain level caliber player uh, that should get that call. And it's the playoffs. And it's the playoffs. And it's game five. And it's you game five. You lose this, you have to win the next two in a row. And you're at home. So. No. so and. She went off. She went off. As she should. Not like Miko, but no. she went off. Yeah, she, as she should. If she, no. If she would have done a Miko. Lord. <laughs> I, don't, I, I don't even know. I don't even know she would be able to act again. I don't think uh, she can do a Miko. She is a very successful actress. She has yes. an amazing show, Being Mary Jane. I love it. I haven't seen it. Oh, my God. You are missing some great TV. She's amazing. I love her. I think she's beautiful. Um, what, what I have to say about that whole situation is, granted, yes, he was fouled and he is a superstar and he should have gotten that call. But did you see what happened right after he didn't get the call? This is where you, it shows that he's a superstar. This is what people missed. OK, when he didn't get the call, he literally ran up on the ref and chest bumped him. OK, that's a technical. Yes, it is. But and- a superstar. That's not a technical. So I feel like that was them showing the superstar by not giving him a technical, not ejecting him, not fining him, not saying you're suspended for a game. You do not run up and chest bump a referee at all. I had no idea he did that. Yeah. The, well, the league clearly covered that up. Yeah, I saw it. I was there. Yeah. I was there. I don't even know if there's video of it, but I saw him run up to him. He wasn't that far away. He ran up to him and just put his chest. The ref is much shorter than him. The ref's chin was around his nipple area, basically. And he just bumped him like, like, what the fuck? Why you even call the fucking call? And I thought it was going to be a technical. But they let it walk. And I was like, oh, well, he didn't get the call, but he got the superstar no call after that situation. So sometimes you have to thank yourself because had he gotten suspended and, and, and for the next game, where would we be right now? No, out of the playoffs. And, and his, his, I respected his wife for... I did too. Because he can't say a damn thing. He can't thing. say nothing. Yeah. And that's what I love that, that fans are like, you're going to get him suspended. You're in the five. No, she's not. You guys need to learn that we... Dwayne Wade's contract says Dwayne Wade. It does not say Dwayne and Gabrielle Wade. It's it says not, Dwayne yeah. Wade. He's the only person that can get fined or suspended for social media antics, bullshit, whatever. She, nothing can happen to her. Nothing. And nothing will happen I, I, to her. I love that he came out and he commented that uh, that's my wife. She's been opinionated. She's vocal. She yeah. can come out and say what she's going to. You can't shut up. So I was like, basically, she's saying he's saying yeah, she's a black woman. But don't don't do us like that. Don't do us like that. That sounds so bad. Like she's a black woman. Why is she just a woman that loves her husband and wants to ride for him? Why she got to be black? Go ahead. Because she was. No. I mean. I, so I you're saying white women okay, don't okay. stand up for their husbands? Tom Brady, his wife. Giselle. Giselle. Please know her name. Please. Yes. Uh, Giselle Brady. Giselle. <laughs> That's rude. Giselle. Whatever. What, what, does she have a last name? Bunch, Bunchton or something like okay, that. Okay, Giselle Brady. <laughs> I guess after she lost the championship, she came out and said some stuff. Did but you it, say she's being a white 
woman? Did I you? guess not. No, you did not. Okay. She's Brazilian, though. Whatever. She's white-skinned. Because okay. Gabrielle could be African. You don't fucking know who she is, but you called her a black woman. Her she could skin. be Bahamian. Whatever. So I feel like any woman that stands up for her husband is a dope woman. True. Even if you don't know who you got, you got. About. Trust me. Yeah, you got to be ride or die. Got to be ride or die. Speaking of ride or die, mm-hmm. Beyonce, the other non- football basketball wife that I want to talk about Beyonce launched lemonade mm-hmm. she had like a, a what was it a movie was it a docu- it was a movie series? it was, a, it, was, was it was a it was a a mini a, movie a, 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 it was a concert it's a hundred and hundred and hundred and two minutes that was dope I actually watched it I know you're not I a Beyonce fan live like live every so did everybody else in the world like I literally we was we was sitting there watching it like holy wait a minute the way it started we're like oh yeah, and you so, felt like you were watching something you shouldn't be watching. No, nah, I didn't. What I thought I was watching is a genius getting paid. That's what I thought. Genius. How fucking genius. They already had the issues with her sister beating the shit out of Jay-Z in the, in the elevator and speculations and, and, and rumors state that it was because they were at the Met Gala and, and um, Rachel he, Warren was all up Jay-Z's ass and Beyonce's way too classy to check him. To check him. So uh, Solange, who is really the baddest bitch of the family, checked his ass in an elevator. And um, the best way to capitalize off that is make lemonade make yeah. it so that even if it's true or not true whatever let people speculate As let's put some shit out there sometimes and, shit go down when it's a billion dollars in the uh, elevator in the elevator yeah shit goes down so to me i don't even know you know rachel roy has, has a book coming out right i hope so yes yeah, she might as well get paid off of this too everybody's getting paid beyonce put that damn album out everybody bought that shit becky with Boom. The, becky with the good hair becky with the good hair no no offense to all the beckys out there I, we respect you i always thought becky was just a girl that gives good blowjobs it's just a white girl it's a white girl that gives good blowjobs right what so, white girl doesn't give good blowjobs i've never had a blowjob from a white girl so i really can't tell you okay how I, many of you they, had they were all good <laughs> i'm just saying you will be you will be amazed how well becky can do that thing. i'm a little bit offended because i'm a black girl that gives good blowjobs okay i can't really imagine that there are many girls better than me but i'll take your you know i'm just saying i believe you. i believe you. But so so she put out lemonade and it, it insinuated that Jay Z had cheated and not only did he cheat he broke her down to the to the brake pads of her life and and when he did that which what he did afterwards is what's rare built her back up like from the ground up like piece by piece you got all of this from the movie yes yes please elaborate because I we don't have time I, that, to elaborate let me tell you this goddamn podcast can only be an hour and a half okay and, and I I ain't that big of a Beyonce fan to completely elaborate but my brain processed this this way that, that Jay-Z broke her to her brake pad she was down in a dump she wasn't herself she might have been gaining weight might have been losing weight it depends on what type of bitch you are sometimes when you're stressed you gain sometimes you're stressed you lose she might have lost a baby a miscarriage you never know Jay-Z broke her down and then only person that could have brought her back up is the person that broke her down. And he did it. He was at her feet in that one video. Like she, he was at her feet. He was he was nurturing and, 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 and they healed and, and he apologized and they came back together and, as a family. And Blue is already grown and all this shit. And, and, and they're happy now and they're like, moving where, forward. Where do you go from Beyonce, though? What do you mean? If you're Jay-Z and you lose Beyonce, where do you go from there? What are you talking about? 
Why would he ever lose Beyonce? Because there's all these rumors about them splitting. They're never and, gonna. Why would they ever break up? They're so much more valuable together than they ever will be apart. And this is really all about money at the at the end of it. True. Granted, I I believe they do love each other and they're in love. But but you got to make money. And if the people think something's wrong. Let's give them something to think that something's wrong and sell these goddamn albums. <laughs> well, it broke my heart. I was at the concert. You know, you know, I had to do I'm, my thing. Mm-hmm. I had to do my thing. And listen, he didn't come out and perform with her. And, so? it, and he was there. So? I've always seen he him He's going to take out. her shine. Right now, this is about women, black women, majority, empowering one another, standing by each other. Uh, riding for each other and saying, you know what? I've been where you guys are. Yes, I'm Beyonce, bitch. And uh, yes, my man cheated on me just like you. None of us are safe. We're all going to be cheated on. And it's what you do after. Damn, that's what that's what you got from yes, that whole Jay-Z shit. Jay-Z does not need to appear in shit. He is the problem right now, allegedly. <laughs> allegedly. Thought you said it was for the money. Yeah, you have to carry this shit. You, Jay-Z can't come out at no time. Can't, no. He's the problem. Like when, when she can get in the bitches information and all this. No, no, no. He need to stay Bitch, in the back. Bitch, get information because yes. your man will cheat on you. Yes. Yes. You and need to forgive him, but he needs to come correct when you forgive him. Don't forgive a man that ain't came correct. Because in my opinion, everybody cheats, especially men. Women cheat too. I agree. Women cheat. Yeah. But I, I agree that men do it the worst. The worst. And when I say the worst, I mean... You guys are dirty. You're dirty. How? I mean, you bring back STDs. You get bitches pregnant. You have pregnant. Look, Gabrielle Union had to accept a fucking break baby from Dwayne Wade. Like, you know what I'm saying? Let me have a baby on Brent Grimes. <laughs> baby, I cheated with. Uh, we we having a baby. We, and, but I still love you. I made a mistake. But we gonna have Jamal. And you just going to raise it, you know, as a side. He going to come happening. over. He going to, yeah. It's no, not happening. So happening. we, once we cheat, once we do something like have a baby by somebody else, we're dead to you guys for the most part. Pretty much. Yeah. So we don't make those kind of mistakes. We don't do that because we know it's dead. If you do make those kind of mistakes, you just ain't shit. Pretty much. Chalk, chalk, chalk your losses up. Yeah. So, so of those three wives, mm-hmm. if you had to... Get rid of one of them. You know, you've seen this before. There's usually four. You know what? I'm going to put myself in there. I'll put Miko Grimes in the equation. Miko Grimes. No, not Miko Grimes. Miko. Because my name is one word. Miko. Okay. All right. Beyonce. Oh, you don't you don't become a one word name? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Like right. Madonna. Miko, Beyonce, Aisha Curry, Gabrielle Union. Mm-hmm. One got to go. Don't it's, be afraid to get kicked me out because I know I ain't it's, shitty. It's honestly got to be Gabrielle Union. Why? I don't find her that attractive. Damn. Really? What is it? She looks homely. She looks like girl next door. That's There's, bomb though, some dudes. She don't got fake boobs, no fake ass. She's I've, in shape. I've, I've seen her naked. That skin it's, is perfect. It, eh. She got a pretty face. She's very funny. Do you follow her on Snapchat? No, I don't. Oh my fucking God. You She's are funny. missing a show. Yes. She's okay. very entertaining. She's funny. Damn. I would have... It's going to be between her and Aisha Curry for me if I were to choose. But I would probably choose Aisha because I don't know anything about her. Nothing. She's trying to let you know that it's okay to be a good parent and good. I don't home, know that she's home. a good parent. True. I good. don't even know if she knows how to cook. She's got a cooking show. That doesn't mean she knows how to cook. True. Okay. <laughs> yeah. 
You I don't know anything about her. Maybe if you follow her on Snapchat, you'll see her cooking a meal I for her man. I need to follow her. I don't even know her Snapchat, actually. I don't think that, you know what it is? It's, I think it's that I feel like if I follow her or if I, if I get involved in her character and her personality that I'm going to not like her because I like her right now. Okay. Yeah, I agree. I like you. her not following her. I like the snippets and the tidbits that I get from I like, other people. I like that she's hopeful. I like that she's setting a standard and an example for what these perf- wives should be, and, and not just. Why do you think that they should be that way? What what what's wrong with being Miko Grimes? There's nothing I'm wrong. I'm nothing with you. like her. Listen, listen. There's nothing wrong with you. You. I show my you, tits. <laughs> I cuss I people wish that out. Would, yeah. I allow my son to listen to trap music. Um, I'm vulgar. But you're real. And, so and, is she, right? Maybe. Uh, you nah. don't know. You don't, uh, yeah, you're right. You see what I'm saying? But I know, I know I'm getting genuine from you. I, I, I can't really say okay. the same. I can't really say the same thing about her. But, you know, maybe she, I mean, just set a good standard for wives. Not to say that you're a bad standard, because <laughs> like, like if you listen, if you follow, if people follow you on Snapchat, they'll see that you you cook me. I I wish you'd get back to cooking more meals on well, Snapchat. Yeah, I just stopped doing it for a while, just because I have other things that I'm focusing on. It's not personal. I still cook every damn day. I, I want to learn. I I, I I can't tell you how much I've learned from your Snapchat cooking. Thank you. I actually taught you something today about a mango and some seasonings and shit. Oh yeah. <laughs> All right, so we're going to wrap this up, but we have one more segment and I'm glad you're here because I know you you have you've always called me for your um for some advice. Yeah. You know, your relationship you're, advice. You're my, and all you're, those my things. you're my guru. I'm your guru. And we used, so, to have, we used to have a segment on radio, Ask Miko. Ask Miko. Yeah, so this is called Girl Talk. Okay. Okay, so what we're going to do is I'm going to read a question. from. It's an anonymous question right. from, it could be a friend, could not be a friend. Anybody that, you know, wants to ask me some advice, I need as much detail about the situation as possible. And I'm going to read the question. I'm going to give some feedback, my opinion. And I would like yours too as a man because sometimes women and men see things very, very differently. Absolutely. You know, so. Not I, sometimes. I, I, <laughs> Yeah, so I want to get your feedback. So let me read this question real quick, okay? Okay. This Girl Talk question reads as follows. I'm recently divorced with two small children. I was married for seven years and have been divorced now for two years. I took a year off from dating to get my life together and work on me. And once I was ready, I jumped back out into the dating scene and I was very uncomfortable. I've been on dates with men that are taken not married, but still open to dating me, bisexual men that want me to be okay with them penetrating a man and a woman, and a plethora of men that are only interested in sleeping with me when convenient. How do I go about finding a man that wants to be in a committed relationship with a woman who is divorced with two small children? (laughs) There are so many different aspects of that question that are just gut-wrenching uh first let's start with the bisexual aspect of it and i think you need to leave those men alone and just completely well obviously all three of the men that she's 
types of men that she's had an encounter with are the type of men that she should leave alone. The bisexual, the man that's taken in a, in a non-marital relationship and the ones that just want to nail her. Okay, no, I disagree with you on that. Why? Because I think the ones that just want to nail her, it could graduate into something more serious. Why? Is that because you're if, a man? If No, if they meet the right woman. Why? That, if, if her pussy gets just wet enough, then he no, might want to no, no, commit? No, 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 no. Sometimes you could start out hitting it and then you could be like, yo, I really like this chick. So I really, you think it, hitting it, that, that's so crazy that a well, man would uh, think hitting it it is the is the, the 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 fine defining moment of being with her no 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 no. He, here's i think sex is an important part of any relationship Major key. And, and, and for instance there are women who won't even take you seriously until they know you can hit it right so they that's gotta, their problem that what do you mean that's their problem that's bad why all men can be trained and taught how to fuck you properly. All women kind of yeah. can be trained. So you don't have to know how to hit it at the beginning. You can be taught that. All right. Well, because I mean, just because a, a man can fuck you well doesn't mean he's not going to bring you a disease and doesn't mean he knows how to actually okay. work and gain an income and all True. those things I mean, that you he, need. He, he, I'm sure all of the individuals that she's considering has to check all those boxes and and hopefully right. we're be, talking about two small children. Could be a good you, parent. Yeah. Right. But. I think I think she needs to probably reevaluate where she's finding these men, and it's hard out here for women. I, I, I it's you know hard that. out here. For, it's hard out here for men too. It ain't get the fuck out of here. It is not hard for y'all. Okay, Listen. it's very easy for you guys. Very easy for you. Let me let me tell you why. Since you think it's so hard for you, okay? It's hard. It's women hard double men. Do we double? Yes. We double you guys, right? Mm -hmm. It's just, just just twice as many of us. Yes, that's correct. Of the skew of men, we got to take half of them away. You know why we got to take half of them away? One third, not half. No, they're married. Okay, okay. All right, all right. Half of them are already fucking taken, married, whatever, you know, you don't, you don't want them. Can't marry you if he's already married. Okay. Of that half that's left, we're going to chop that up into four pieces. One fourth of them is, a lot of them are same sex oriented. They don't even want pussy. Okay. That's fine. I get that. Another piece of them are men that don't want a commitment. They okay. want to just be hoes. They want to roam around and be free. Okay. Okay. There's another piece of them that aren't shit, meaning they don't have a job. They don't have a source of income. They're bums. They're just looking for a woman to live off of. Okay. And of that last little piece, the little sliver those right are there. the attractive, you know, well-groomed, have a good job, mm -hmm. you know, know how to treat a woman, Absolutely. ready for a commitment. That's the, the category I think. That's right the there. ones we're all fighting for. So it's not very easy for us at all. You guys actually have it better, and that's why you're able to have so many side bitches and, and able to just, if a girl catches you cheating, she's got to forgive you and your break baby and all the shit that you've done to her because she knows that the minute she dumps your cheating, disrespectful ass and she gets right back out there with the rest of the single women, guess what? The next man she gets, probably going to cheat too. Then what? You make it sound so bleak. I'm just saying this is the this is the story of a lot of my friends' lives. If I were to give this girl advice, the first thing I would say to her is don't settle. I would not settle for a piece of something just to have it. You, you have children. You're not gonna at take a piece point. of a man. No, no, no. Let me tell you. If I'm going to get with a man, the uh, the first thing I need to be is his I need to be taken seriously I need to even and me this is me knowing that he's probably going to cheat knowing that people are human beings and monogamy is very difficult for everyone I get that cheating is not a deal breaker for me in my marriage at all 
But what you have to do is not stand for disrespect. You know what I'm saying? When a man shows you who he is, you're going to choose at that very moment, the very first time he shows you who he is, that is going to be a, 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 a footprint of what your relationship is going to be like. If your man cheats on you and he comes home like, sorry, babe, my bad, my bad, it ain't going to happen again, you know, da, 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 and you're like, all right, fine, he's going to do it again. You, you, if he's remorseful, if he's regretful, if he's apologetic and he's he and he's honest with you about what happened i feel like if you cheat on your wife or your husband and they ask you why you did it you should just be honest i just really wanted some other pussy that's legit that's a legit reason to cheat on somebody you're not allowed to have other pussy when you're married you're just not allowed that doesn't mean your dick doesn't get hard and want something else we're humans we're humans we're mammals we this is it's normal. I, I truly, I'm, I could be completely wrong. I truly believe women were put on this earth to try to teach men to be faithful, to be committed. <laughs> men were here to conquer as much pussy as they possibly can. They threw a beautiful, very curvy, voluptuous, attractive female with long hair and long eyelashes and big titties and ass and pretty toes and, and all that shit so that to try to get men to be faithful the woman is here to try to get men to be right to do right to live right are you gonna make mistakes yes we can be faithful you know i i know you can everything you can i know Mm -hmm. but the the odds are not in your favor it's life it's life and i'm sorry to all the guys that are so faithful have never stepped out on their woman don't know never meet you guys but um, there's look. Don't, I'm right. I'm right here. Don't look, try it. I'm right here. I don't believe you. I don't anyway. believe for a fucking second you never cheated on your wife. Omar Kelly is going through a divorce right now. By the way, you guys, I had to put his business out there. So you're trying to tell me you was faithful your whole marriage? Whole marriage. Wow, the same pussy for 15 years. 15 years. Damn, you're like a dinosaur. 15 years. You're and, extinct. And, and I wanted, I want an exclusive relationship. Wow, that's rare. That's uh, rare. I'm, been running, I'm starting to question your sexuality once again. No, no. I've been running the streets for a little minute. I'm good. Okay. I'm good. Well, what I, what I, I, would, I done ravaged a lot. I, I'm, I'm living. And now I'm right you're ready to be right back in it, one woman for the rest of your life. It's about that connection. That's it's dope. About, you, it's, can still, you know you can still have a connection even if you cheat, right? Did you know that? I'm not trying to encourage you I, to I cheat. Don't, I don't want to have that torture of, of, of hurting people because I've been hurt and I don't want to be hurt. Oh, okay. So, you know, you know, you could hurt your woman without cheating on her, right? (sighs) That's a foreign concept to me that I just can't even. Omar is really over here acting like he's like the best man ever. No, I'm not. I I, I just I can't. There's nothing to me that that's worse than cheating. Really? Yeah. Well, like you can't tell what's worse than cheating. Hitting someone is actually worse than cheating. physical abuse. Yes. That's a deal breaker for me. Putting your goddamn hands on me is a deal breaker. I will fuck you up. Okay. Now, cheating, I'm going to excuse it. Don't bring no diseases into my box. I'm probably going to forgive it. And I'm probably going to be mad that I wasn't included. <laughs> <laughs> Which is why you're the gangster chick ever. Anyway. So let me give advice to my anonymous friend here. The, be- the, the, the question was, how do I go about finding a man that wants to be in a committed relationship with a woman that is divorced with two small children? The best thing that I can offer 
this woman for advice is to be yourself, be true to yourself. Always let the other person know what it is that you need from them. Give them the opportunity to tell you whether they can give it to you or not. You may hear some lies. You may hear some bullshit. But if you're true to yourself and you're always yourself, you don't have any type of you don't don't go into a, a relationship not being yourself because Don't try to act like it's not a big deal for you to be in a committed relationship at some point. When you start dating at the beginning, you can't just be like, hey, you, nice to meet you. Yes, do you want to get married? Because I want to get married and I want to have more children. I want to live together. No, 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 no. Date them. And in the dating process, Mm -hmm. you need to gradually let them know who you are and what you're doing. The best advice, anybody who I was dating, it was a girl and I was dating. And she says, I don't tell people what I'm looking for. And the reason I don't tell people what I'm looking for is because then they have a way of becoming that or pretending that's because then you then you're just a weak bitch. You can't tell when somebody's faking you out. I can. I can tell you can straight up tell somebody, listen, at the end of the day, I enjoy dating you. I like dating you. I might want to fuck you, but I'm looking for a committed relationship. If we're not moving towards a committed relationship, meaning right now we're not committed. We're just dating. I don't get that. I don't get that concept. What I concept? Just, the, the just casual dating. Why? I don't know. I, I like, okay, there can be, if we're dating and I like you and I want to be with you. Mm-hmm then okay i don't generally want to date other people and i don't want you to date other people if we're just like oh we're dating and you're dating this other dude and i'm dating this other chick but then we're not talking about this is happening for months i'm talking about somebody you just met you've been on three or four dates with them you have not exposed your genitalia oh no but if you nah girl i don't anyway yeah genitalia get exposed Early. early look at you that's a look and, and you so this is what's so funny about this you telling me you smash early and you've already decided you want to be with her because uh, of the, the vagina you, no I, wonder you're the you know what i see now why your divorce failed i see it you let me let me see if i'm right let me let me put, okay, let me put you out here you smashed your wife how old were you 22 22 best pussy you ever had in your life wasn't it no what what what, what made you marry her because I loved, knew I loved her before I met her. What? What What did you love about her? Oh, my God. You just told me sex was it. Like, once you get in there and that thing right, you ready to go. No, 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 no. That, that, that's, no. I'm saying women generally need to test the merchandise out. Are you serious? Oh, absolutely. Do you really think that? You I really do. think that? I do. Did you know that a woman can have an orgasm without penetration? Yes. So why do we need the penetration? Because it's better. No. You still need it. Nobody said that. You need An it. orgasm is what you need. And if you can get it orally, then so be it. Okay. Well, I'll get it two ways. Yes. So so what, what made you commit to your wife and say she's the one if it wasn't sex? It was just that time for me. and That's horrible. You just said, you know what? I'm 22. I want to get married. All the pussy in the world, and you 22, and you wanted to just be with one. You know, your 20s are the time where you're supposed to do all just your ratchet run through fucking, random, yes. And your dumb ass was in college <laughs> trying to wife out somebody of coll- out of college, yes, trying yes. to wife somebody, yes, that you didn't, that the yams was average. N- no, it was not average. What was it? It was good on a scale of one to ten. What was the yams like a seven? And what was the head? Four. What was the what was this uh the freak freak level? Three. Disgusting. <laughs> Out of thirty points, you just gave this person thir- fourteen points. Out of thirty, that's an F. That's a fail. 
Tell okay. me she was good in, in in the kitchen. Damn, why you got to do that? I'm just that. No. No. Okay. Beautiful? Yes. So on a scale of one to 10 attraction level, what was she? Eight to me. Eight. Mm-hmm. So 23 out of 40. Okay. Can't cook. Can cook. Can, can. You wifed her. Yep. And now you're divorced. Yeah. Can you see your errors? I can. Don't do that again. Don't make those mistakes again. <laughs> be better. Make better decisions in your next. I know your ass gonna be married in like a year or so. You gonna be walking down another aisle. I'm gonna be there too. I'm gonna be there. You gonna be giving me like. You- I'm gonna be giving you advice. I'm so glad I've been giving you advice on the women you're dating right now too, because you need it. You 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 haven't even changed. You damn what thirty eight. Yeah. And you still doing twenty two? The shit, the bad shit you was doing at twenty two. I'm Boy. saying. <laughs> Boy, some woman is going to get you and tear your ass up like your ex-wife did. <laughs> Ladies, if you're trying to find a serious, committed relationship, it's out there. He's going to cheat, though. Let's just keep it real. He's not going to He's going to cheat. There's not that many Omars out there. But what you need to do is be honest about what it is that you want from the relationship. Be sure that you guys are on the same path, meaning he is interested in a committed marital relationship as well. Because some men just want to be single and free. And there's nothing wrong with that. But they don't tell us that, ladies. They don't tell us that shit. Because you can't tell that. Until we catch them with another bitch somewhere. So what you need to do is be honest about what you want and what you what what you need. And as the dating process is going along and, and before you take the condom off, ask him if he's fucking anybody else because they will say, well, you didn't ask. <laughs> you didn't ask. <laughs> Fuck out of here. You know what I'm saying? Be sure. Talk. Ha- please go get some some blood work done before you take the condom off. Do all the things that you need to do so that if he does make some type of mistake, at least the mistake was made by someone that is on the same path as you, that is in the the same direction as you. Don't introduce these knuckleheads to your children until you know for sure that you guys are literally on that same path because children are very sensitive. You know, you introduce them to someone that's not their father and you hugged up on the couch and shit. Little boys will be very offended. You to see their mother hugged up with another man on the couch and he knows who his father is. So be sure that you've communicated this with the baby daddy and that he knows you might need to introduce them because I think it's very disrespectful to have your children around someone without the other parent meeting them. And and that doesn't mean they have to okay him because once you're divorced, it's none of your fucking business who they date. However, if you want to be a responsible adult, you will give him the opportunity to meet that other person it's it's almost like another another eye on him. Like you might be blind about some shit that, that he might see it, and he might be, hey, just be careful. But allow the other um, the other parent to meet that person so that they also know that they are in a situation where, damn, I'm meeting the baby daddy, the ex husband. This bitch is taking me seriously. Most men will, if they're not serious, they'll back down. They'll be like, whoa, 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 I don't want to meet your baby daddy. I don't want to. That'll let you know right there. He don't got no love for you. He ain't trying to be with you long term. He likes what's happening right now. He's not sure of the commitment. Doesn't mean it can't go there. But at that time, you need to slow everything down. The condom needs to go back on. The nigga don't need to be spending the night. He don't need to meet your children. You guys can date outside of your household until you figure out if you want to bring it into the household. I I think that men can evolve into what some women want 
but it takes time and the right woman to make them evolve into that. You can't make nobody do nothing. You can't make nobody do nothing, but you can. I think when a man is ready presence. to commit, that's 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 it for him. He's ready to commit. It's on his own time. Everybody's different. You were obviously ready at 22, which is fucking strange as hell. But I think that if you really want a man to take you seriously or be with you and you love him, you have to let him get there on his own. He has to come there on his own. You That's can't true. keep pushing him and forcing him and guilting him. And oh my God, how many times are you going to cheat on me before you marry me? Why do you even want to marry a motherfucker to just keep bringing you diseases and keep fucking you over and bitches hit you up on social media like, had him last night, bitch. Where was you at? <laughs> like, why are you even, if he's allowing his side bitches to disrespect you, especially in public and on social media, dump his ass. Okay, because what he should be doing, that bitch shouldn't even have any type of power, even in her mind, to think she can even ever address you. That you're invisible to his side, bitch, when you're in public. You should never know who those bitches are. And the moment you know who they are because they feel some type of way about themselves, he ain't shit. They trying to come to main bitch. Yeah, he ain't shit. He ain't checked the bitch. She's not happy with her position. It's going to be a fucking mess. Okay, if she's happy being side bitch and quiet and shut the fuck up and you don't never hear a peep out of her, leave them alone. Who gives a fuck? You can't be mad about something that you know nothing about. You can't. The way you find out is this bitch approach you, her friends approach you, your pussy starts burning or there's a baby on the way. Those are the ways you find out about side bitches. And if you don't find out about them, I don't really see what the problem is. That's just who I am as a person. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, we got to wrap this show up. This is it. I, I, I'm pretty sure I went over my time limit. Omar, thank you. Always a pleasure. So much for joining me. I, I really appreciate it. I'm definitely going to have you on again. I'm going to have a lot of co-hosts coming on with me to talk about you know, everything that's going on in sports. I, I would love to have you again along with some of my other guests. I appreciate you. I hope that we do some work together in the future yeah, as well. We're working on it. We're working on it. We're working on it. Well, also, I want to thank my listeners, everybody that's listening to me right now. This is my first podcast, my first episode. I'm hoping that this will be my first episode. I want to thank, first of all, I got to go all the way back and thank Bad Boy Mike and Maddie for helping me get this thing off the ground. I have to shout out my boo Candace for helping me get everything together. I have to thank Danny, who's doing my editing for me. I do every single thing except the editing, and that's because I'm lazy. Um, I've got to thank my husband who bought me all this equipment, all the things that I need to get my bars off. I want to thank my job for firing me. Fuck all of you, especially Ryan McGuire. Um, I want to thank the listeners. I want to thank everybody that actually supports me and loves me. I got to shout out the culture. You guys are the main reason that I'm even doing this with $14 million in my bank account. It's for you. Yes, a bitch going to put her money out there. Balling. Just kidding. It's for you. It's so that you can hear real, real people, talk. real people talking about sports. And I have to also thank Tax Seasons Podcast, Tax Stone, uh, the Pod Father Chris Morrow for giving me this opportunity to be on Loudspeaker Network. I thank you guys so much for giving me um, this platform. And last and always least, I have to thank my haters because without you guys, I wouldn't really have a reason to continue to get up and shit on somebody so i thank you guys for giving me so much ammunition and so many ways to be disrespectful as fuck to you at every opportunity please do not stop tweeting me i don't care if i block you keep making fucking private pages keep coming at me keep talking shit keep saying my man's a bum it is really fueling the shit out of me to do this 
I love everyone. I hope that you guys continue to tune in every week. And I promise to always keep it real with you. It's been real.